Hello and welcome to season 3 of Love Unlimited with Helen podcast. In this season, we shall open up our borders and explore the vast richness, abundance and uniqueness of life. We shall dig deep to learn more about relationships in their every single sense. Our guests for this season are equipped with loads of wisdom and knowledge that I'm also eager to delve into as I learn and grow. Hi, my name is Helen, Certified Master Life Coach and Certified Relationships Coach. Love, life and prosperity drive my curiosity and I love delving into all this with joy. What drives you? If you haven't connected with me yet, please make a point to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Let's continue the talk after this podcast on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And my pen name is Guru Helen. You can also learn more about me and what I'm about on www.guruhelen.com. I look forward to connecting more with you. This podcast is sponsored by Popstar Seize Your Center Stage. It is available on Handbook and Kindle version. You can get yourself a copy on Amazon.ca, Amazon.com, or better still, you can find it on my website at www.guruhelen.com. Welcome to the show. Word Power to Inspire the Working World Multiple award-winning corporate humorist and intuitive business strategist, Zandra Bell is the comedic genius behind the internationally acclaimed Queen of Corporate Comedy. Dr. Charlie Best, immersing herself in clients' corporate culture, Zandra customizes inspiration, hilarity, specific to workplace challenges and business objectives. These presentations are strategically designed to unite and empower staff while raising morale and productivity. Laugh your way to the bank. In her role as a creative marketing innovator and promotional word wizard, Zandra helps entrepreneurs communicate their solution in a unique, compelling way that distinguishes them from the crowd and improves their client attraction and engagement. From mastering the empowering elevator speech, creating and delivering presentations that pay right through to mindset mastery, attracting clients and closing those sales. Zandra is your leader for word domination, giving voice to your business success. The right words really do make you more money. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Love Unlimited with Helen. Today, we are honored to have Zandra Bell of Zandra Bell Unlimited. As you've heard in the bio and the introduction, she is a multi-artist, multiple gifted person. She has a lot of gifts to share with us. And today, we will take the time we have to get to know her, get to know what she's about, and we'll also get to know what she 
offers us because she has a lot to offer so that we can also benefit from the love and passions that she shares. Welcome to the show, Zandra. Well, thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm very excited. Wonderful. Now, Zandra, tell us something about yourself that we don't know, that nobody knows about you. Hmm. Well, it's hard to find something that no one knows, but (laughs) I I think that it's a a fairly common knowledge just because of the way I dress that I love fashion. In fact, I wanted a career in fashion and Uh moved to Montreal after I graduated university, worked for a modeling agency, and I was looking to be a fashion buyer for one of the major stores. But I had to uh, settle for just designing my own clothes because another job came through before that one did, which brought me back to Ontario. And then I began my uh, career in the federal government and worked my way up to a regional director status. And then that's what brought me out west to Edmonton. So it's interesting how our paths go, aren't they? (laughs) Yes, it is. Montreal, Toronto, then the Wild West. I like calling it wild because it gets extremely hot, then extremely cold. Well, it's wild for so many reasons. I love the entrepreneurial spirit out West, you know. I still have an office in Ontario and I love Ontario too, but there's just something about Alberta that's... uh, I don't know that that um, that can do anything attitude. I think that's what I like. Mm, that's true. They mm-hmm. say there are more in Edmonton and Alberta. Sixty three percent of young people prefer to be entrepreneurs. Oh, so wow. That tells you what the mood is like here. People prefer to be their own bosses. And yeah. guess what? That's where I am. That's why I came here. I'm my own boss in many ways and I enjoyed this freedom. And you can always find a way to work, to make money, to meet new people, to network. Mm-hmm. And talking about networking, Zandra, I know you're a super networker. <laughs> you're good at that. And our listeners, I'd like you to know there's something she'll tell us towards the end of the show that's about ladies networking. It is golden, and I'm looking forward to you that you learn about it. Because when I learned about it, I never looked back. Zandra, how did you get to know about networking? How did you get to be so good at this? Hmm. Well, I it was interesting because at first I wasn't really keen on it. I had left the day job by then and was pursuing my work as an inspirational speaker and humorist. So I was traveling internationally and, uh, you know, very much in demand. So there was really no need to network. But, you know, you kind of got, you know, learned about different women's networking groups. I actually performed for a couple of them in the guise of my alter ego, my comedic self, sure, <laughs> best. So naturally, it kind of led to me being there 
as my Xandra self, but mm. I felt that I really didn't have anything to um, to talk about. I mean, I talked about obviously what I did for corporate, um, you know, companies and, you know, any kind of conference, but they weren't putting those on. So there was very little connection there. I mean, they knew who I was, everybody in, uh, you know, Alberta knew who I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm my alter ego, I actually flew under the radar as Zandra for a long while. I was kind of like letting Shirley have the spotlight while I was incognito, the woman behind the polyester. (laughs) That's all changed. (laughs) So we are honored, by the way, listeners and viewers, we have the Shirley herself. That's her you're seeing today. She is Zandra, her real name, but AKA Shirley. If you see her and call Shirley, I can assure you she'll look back. Oh, she- no, <laughs> I would never. In fact, it drives me crazy what you said. I, I do not like to be mistaken for her at all. I would never respond to that name. She is entirely different from me. I think of her as an entirely different person and refer to her. As she, I, I never say I. So it's oh, she was another person. Oh, she looks totally different than I do. Yeah, yeah she does. She does. <laughs> you know what? It's normal for people to see a star, an actress, a comedian, and they tend to think their stage names is who they are. Oh yeah, like in it's a very common. Yeah, in like a, most people think Thor is Thor, so they don't know it's. Chris Hemsworth, they think he's Thor. So it would be the same. Anyhow, so don't call her Shally, call her Zandra listeners. You heard her. Here's the beauty about it. Another gift with you is that apart from just being good in comedy, you used to write your own scripts, right? Oh, I I still do. Uh, Everything I write is original. Yes. And uh, the comedy is um, customized to whatever I'm working on, be it farm equipment dealers or asphalt producers or whatever. I'm I'm learning all about what it takes to do the job from a serious standpoint and all the different challenges and frustrations that employees would, you know, deal with during the day so that I can take all that serious, um, you know, relevant information and look at it from a different point of view, obviously an objective, humorous point of view, but very very much taking the negative and moving it to the positive. So audiences are left feeling, you know, relieved and, and they've laughed at the, all that stuff they normally grumble about you know it kind of you know gets that gets them empowered they they look around the room and see I'm not the only one going through this look at everybody laughing you know I'm not alone and you know when by the time I leave they feel really good about themselves just obviously the the positive is what I came to do um raise them up Because so, I mean, joy on the job is like an oxymoron these days. It just Ah, doesn't happen. But it is possible through the humor. I believe really strongly in that. That's true. You're a a relief. You raise the energy of people when they are under stress, depressed, and everything is negative. And I thank you for that. I really do thank you for that. We need more of you. Uh, (laughs) But we can't clone you yet, I think. So... We'll make do with you. Now, is that the reason why you started uh, working with language to help people? 
learn how to speak about themselves and market themselves? Well, in a sense, yes, because, uh, you know, I obviously had a gift for it, creating all the humor. But it was when I was trying to market myself, mm-hmm. I had to learn the ins and outs of really, you know, was I marketing the character? Not really. No. Was I marketing that I was funny? Not really. No. I mean, you would think that, but really because I was a keynote speaker, not just something that you um, saw like an act that you saw in the bar, I was coming in and making a difference in the workplace. So really that's what I was looking at promoting is the, the transformation, the humor can rot upon the employees, like r- mm. raising up, you, uh, we were, like we were talking about, uniting them. So I began to look at the whole th- marketing thing differently than I ever had before. And that's when, as I was saying before, I started, you know, looking at women's networking and going, these, these women, they, they, can, they can get out what they do. In most cases, they know what they do, obviously, but they're not saying it in any way, shape or form that's easily understandable in some cases. And even if it was something simple, it was too simple or it was just it said in a way that they would just blend into the mainstream. They did, There was nothing unique or compelling about what they were saying. And yet I knew for a fact they were unique, compelling people. We all are, you know, we put a lot of work into what we do. So I began to think this is my niche. I have to come in and help them, you know, get the messaging out that really evokes a response. We don't want like just the, oh, that's nice. I mean, we're all Canadian women. (laughs) everything is nice you know like you have no idea what the person said but Mm -hmm. it's nice that's nice Mm -hmm. we want I want that I want to talk to you I want to connect with you and that's what I started doing that was just the tip of the iceberg really because every aspect of client attraction and engagement can be enhanced through words you think about it networking sales presenting is a huge way to um, attract clients. And, you know, obviously in 20 years of being Shirley and being out there speaking professionally, I learned a thing or two about presenting and creating and delivering a presentation. And of course, imbuing it with humor, which is another tool that speakers can use in a business sense to differentiate them from the rest. So really the power of words is just incredible in terms of business, what we can do um, to attract clients, to make a difference in people's lives. Wow. Mm. Wow. <laughs> kind of evangelical there. <laughs> I love that. You know, it has said everything and I'm like, that's how she did it. That's exactly, you know, I get bits and bits of what you do when we interact. You don't say it very much like you have done that. Mm -hmm. And you have said that words are very powerful and you have used them for many years, which is very, we all do, by the way, but we don't use them correctly. We don't achieve our goals. Let's assume for a moment that I was your client and I wanted your help. How would I go about that? Um, Well, we would just talk. Obviously, I start with, um, you know, kind of getting a feel for where the problems lie, like what, what it's 
what's the experience of the person. They usually know um, where the it's, you know, we're, nobody's good at everything. And I firmly believe as entrepreneurs, we should fit together like puzzle pieces in a way. Um, there's no point in wasting time doing something that you're not interested in because you're obviously not good at it because you're not interested in it. So why not have someone else do that while you concentrate on what you're good at? Amen. So as I say, <laughs> I, I usually find people drawn to me because like they, they don't know how to get it out there. And I want to be clear to the words matter for sure, the exact word, but it's more the strategy of why, you know, how you're putting it together. So for instance, um, you know, a, a client might be involved in, we'll say credit card processing. So yeah. that's a, you know, in some cases, people would find that rather mundane or maybe not even interesting. So mm-hmm. you've got to make that exciting, right? Because that woman would have to, um, you know, talk about it in a way that that gets them to understand what she does. Simple. And again, that word compelling is a good one because it implies that they're coming her way. So, you know, in, in that sense, you know, looking at how she does her job, what she mm-hmm. believes in, and a, a particular woman who is my client who goes way beyond the norm in terms of how she handles her clients. So that's what we want to emphasize. So mm-hmm. there's the strategy. If she was doing her elevator speech, for instance, we're yeah. not going to talk about all the different credit card processing um, options that are out there, because again, nobody knows or cares or understands, but the way she services her clients by bending over backwards and, and what she believes in, like in essence, her big why her brand, as they call it, uh, that's exciting. That's a, you know, people are, are, they admire that they, they go, well, gee, I don't know anything about credit card processing, but I know I can trust this woman and put myself in her hands. I, I just love her. See if it's done right. You get that emotional connection and as they always say, facts tell, emotion sells. <laughs> ah, facts tell, emotion sells. Let me write that down. <laughs> well, when you think about it, even say, I always use the example of shoes. Women are notoriously shoe addicts, right? I don't know about you, but. Oh boy, I need redemption from that. (laughs) (laughs) I have to admit, I do love shoes. And I always say, we're not going out there and buying a new pair of shoes because we need them. We are, our old ones have worn through. No, (laughs) we're buying them for an emotional reason. Why? They're an art form and and we just happen to love shoes or maybe they're, you know, sexy and they're going to rev up our relationship or maybe mm. all the women at the meeting, you know, we just want to, I know one woman used to wear different shoes to every single meeting that became almost like a trademark for her. Wow. It is always looked at her shoes, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's definitely more than need is, is why we purchase it's a wand. We don't buy because we need those things no that's right mm-hmm. so you your your gift in this sense is to convert language in order to trigger specific emotions to the would-be client mm-hmm. yeah in a sense you, you know for sure because it's like you're creating the um the picture in their mind that mm-hmm. is going to get them to go i want that 
Uh, you know, and, and I mean, in terms of words, uh, you know, what springs to mind is the word imagine is so good in marketing because when you're talking about something, a product or a service, when you say, just imagine, and then finish the sentence with a, with a picture, they take it in their own mind beyond that. Just imagine how it's going to feel when you have the credit card processing system that meets your needs <laughs> to a T. I mean, you know, if that's, that's, I, I jokingly say that because yeah. that's what we all want as a credit card processing system. <laughs> yeah. I'm teasing a little bit, but the, the thing is when it is something that the person wants, their mind goes, yes. And I'll be the envy of every entrepreneur. And I have, you know, and they, their mind builds the pictures themselves. You don't have yeah. to do it. They've, they're already selling themselves in their heads, you see. Mm, yes, so you're right. is a good word. I was already there. I was already looking and imagining myself with that process. And I'm like, <laughs> that would be easy. I don't have to keep reminding people to send me their payments. Easy. <laughs> they just give me their credit cards and the system works the rest. Mm-hmm. And that would be fun. And I, I would like to know, who are your clients? Who do you work with to help them use words of power in marketing themselves? Well, I work predominantly with women, but not necessarily, you know, by because I have to or want to. I mean, that women just seem to gravitate towards me. And I think that it has to do with my big why. I grew up in a family, like many women, where you were socialized to not stand out. Now, Mm -hmm. being someone who was like born to stand out, that was pretty Mm -hmm. difficult for me to try to always be in the background and be a good girl and not, you know, cause a scene or be too pushy or all of the things, excuse me, I would be accused of um, Mm -hmm. by my parents who were a little bit, um, I think, scared of me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) I was just, you know, larger than life and and very much uh, a force to be reckoned with. That means you always knew what you wanted from the word go. Well, I, I didn't know what I wanted from life, but I knew I had to be me. Like the, wow. It took a while to figure out what I wanted to do because, oh. of course, I was being funneled into all the right things that the I should do. <laughs> You have yeah. to fit in certain boxes in, their, in your parents' imagination. That's right. That's right. Particularly my father. Um, I I was joking. I jokingly say I was his firstborn son. So he had (laughs) ambitions for me that way. (laughs) Oh, wow. Are you the eldest? Yes. Mm -hmm. That answers why they were so protective and (laughs) confining of you. Yeah. They always want to get it right with their firstborn. So (laughs) they they always want to. People, you know, as I was saying that in that day and age, they, they didn't like, uh, it it was, it's not like nowadays where we can believe that we can do everything. We, there's more unlimited thinking now. And that's what I want to bring to the women I work with and and Mm -hmm. getting back to that, you know, that's why I think it's so 
gratifying to help women get to a place that took me a long time to get to because I had no guidance. You know, I just uh, wandering aimlessly in the world trying to figure out how to, um, you know, take all that I was and supposedly supposed to shove that away. And obviously, eventually, I just put took it to my advantage, monetize your insanity. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you hear that? Monetize your insanity. What people call insanity could just be a dream that will help many people go further. And when did you start working with uh, helping people to market themselves? When did you start? Um, I would say that was uh, probably about 10 or so years ago, because mm-hmm. I was well along in my other career. Mm-hmm. And I just um, was, you know, at a crossroads in that my father needed me, he was getting elderly, and he didn't like me to travel um, mm-hmm. away from him. And so I needed something to, you know, augment my income, because I wasn't able to do what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. And I don't these things just kind of evolve organically. I think they're they're meant to be. And it kind of started out that I was writing copy. And then I realized, well, I can't just write copy because the people were telling me what they wanted to write. And I would be going, no, you can't write that. This would be so much better. And I was explaining why. And then I realized, well, see, this is far more than just copywriting. And then I had to get the whole mindset and confidence coaching in there because you can Mm -hmm. give uh, someone a a beautiful elevator speech, but if they read it like, and I'm really good and um, I stand in my power and, and, you know, they're, they're very, you know, like reserved. Well, that's not doing them any good either, right? You know, like they need to be, if they're going to say they're, you know, the best solution, they have to mean it. They have to look like they mean it. And, you know, the, I always joke that the first time it happened was, I, I thought perhaps the, the person was sparing my feelings and didn't like their elevator speech because they weren't using it at the meeting. So I said, you know, I took them aside after and said, no, this is for you. Don't worry about my feelings. If you don't like it, we will write it and have it something that you're good with. And she, oh, no, Sandra, I love it. I love it. I love it. I said, well, then why wouldn't you use it? And uh, she said, well, she hesitates. She says, well, it's just if I say that, it'll make me sound like I'm really good. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, I get it. All right. Oh. I'm mediocre. And you can book me if you want to. <laughs> you know, <and> then- oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that sort of made her see the things the other way. It also made me see that I had to work from that angle to get them, you know, to live up to their elevator speech to you know, that confidence and, and strength behind what they do, because, you know, that's what we need half of like, well, way more than half, I'd say 90% of sales is conviction. You believing in yourself and the solution that you sell product or service, that that is what they need. And, and that conviction is really what convinces them because, they trust you after a while when you're that strong in it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are other factors, obviously, but that is a huge one. You're right. You're very mm-hmm. right. I, I have heard the word believing in yourself three times as we talked. And it means that you also not only teach them or prepare them with that elevator or marketing language that you give them, you also teach them to believe in themselves. 
Mm-hmm. So you more than just teach the language, you also teach them confidence. It's the whole package. It's oh taking boy. Their business. I call it jokingly ingenious business revitalization. Looking ah, at yes. business, where are they too? What is that saying now? Oh, um, too close to the tree, trees. You can't see the forest for the trees. That's the one I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So we get so close to our business that we're not really aware that um, you know that what we think and what we know might not be what they know. You know, True. like uh, for instance, there's so many modalities these days. Like um, you know, Reiki for is a good one because mm-hmm. Reiki people know it, they've heard it. But I bet if we did a survey, most <laughs> people would not be able to tell you exactly what Reiki what is. is. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. That, the Reiki practitioners know, and they say they they go, I'm a Reiki practitioner and I do Bowen therapy and this and that. And it's like, that's another one of those. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> no, clue. no clue what they do or why. And, you know, obviously with that scenario, I would be more like, regardless of what modality you have and yay, that you have all these modalities, we're not downplaying them, but mm-hmm. in an elevator speech, All that other person needs to hear is what's in it for them. So those modalities are your tools to do whatever it is that you're doing. So what is your big thing that you're, you know, changing the world? And then again, then they come into play. And the tools that you use to do this are A, B, C, D, you know, but it's more interesting and exciting the the overall idea you know like of what the big why is you know and and it's unique to you and that's so important you know like because our brand is is really a client attraction tool in a different way than marketing marketing is a pick me pick me that kind of i'm here that's kind of pushing out to the world whereas branding lures you in because it says this is who i am what i stand for what I believe in. And if you align with that, if that resonates with you, then come to my side and support me, tell people about me, purchase my products. So they both work in tandem. That's beautiful. And do you have group sessions or do you deal with individuals? I usually deal with individuals. Um, I think it's a really personal thing. Uh, how this all works. And there's a done for you aspect to my job in that I'm not just coaching, I'm actually creating uh, the elevator speech, the presentation in part, not wholly, because I believe very strongly in authenticity. And it has to be writing from their voice, but using my talents and my strategy know-how type thing. So um, the, it's, it's just something that really works better one-on-one. You know, it's not that I couldn't do a group program and I've done a couple of workshops, but I don't know, I always come back to that one-on-one because it's just so much more rewarding. And I think that we get better results that way too. Through that. Together, you know, we can plot out a, a goal, you know, and, and work towards it. Yeah, you get the individual why, and then once you get the why, you can both work together step by step until you get that. At this point, as we talk, I'm looking at the clientele that you have and the people. I'm one of them. And I look and I'm wondering, there are people who are listening to this podcast or watching the YouTube, 
And they're like, why would I need someone to help me write an elevator speech about me or write a marketing brand about me? Why? What is the objective of me having a powerful language in my website or in my Instagram or in my LinkedIn? What is the goal? To make more money. <laughs> I, I mean, wanted you, I, I wanted them I to hear that. All kinds of other things yes. that go along because with you. Are, you're preparing a package for them to sell themselves mm-hmm. as experts in their respective fields. That's so right. So that they can attract the clients with money, not just any Tom, Dick, and Harry. Because if you look to attract, they say in Africa, if you just give peanuts, all you get is monkeys. So if your bio is peanuts, guess which clients you'll get? Monkeys. <laughs> so you need to get clients who are of value and they have what we call a discerning eye for powerful marketing language. So listeners, as you listen today, go to your website. Go to your LinkedIn profiles. Go wherever you market yourselves. If you're a coach, a business person, an artist, a singer, a comedian like my friend here who writes scripts, whatever you do, look at what you've talked about yourself and think twice. Think if you are a client looking to hire you, would you buy you with what you have? (laughs) And is it something that's worth the time to make it better. Because if you are saying you're in business of making money and the only hook you have is your website and it's not doing that, then I think it's time to link up with Zandra. Mm-hmm. Zandra, tell us about your business now. Where well, do we find you? It's interesting that you would phrase it that way because I've you know worked to read my resulting you know wordsmithing whatever it was to clients and they w- they have said that wow I would book me <laughs> yes <laughs> it evokes the response in them you know and and people as you know women are their own worst critic because mm-hmm. you know they they tend to be harder on themselves but um, <clears throat> I'm totally available. Obviously, anyone interested in getting to, you know, in touch with me can go through LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I'm um, on Facebook as well, predominantly more on LinkedIn. And uh, my, I'm sure you're going to publicize my, uh, yes. number, my email and yes, everything. We'll have everything on the notes of the show notes and on YouTube. We will have both the website, the Facebook the LinkedIn. I know the website is still undergoing structural uh, repair somewhere, but Mm -hmm. you can still get to Zandra and benefit from Mm -hmm. her golden talent in any of these medias. Go to Facebook, you'll find her. Mm -hmm. You look at her own bio when you go there. Look at what she writes. It's beautiful. It's catchy. Tell us about the ladies meeting that we have every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say that's another way people can come and meet me because uh, it's called a success soiree for the wise and adventurous businesswoman. And it's uh, quite the event in that it blends everything from, you know, the, the foundation, of course, is doing business, women's networking, 
but we have an array of speakers. We call our cast of leading ladies, and they're usually, um, you know, all united to speak on various nuances of whatever theme. Each episode has a different theme. So mm-hmm. right now, um, the upcoming one it, it, at this current time is, is to do with the vibration of love. And yeah. it's more than romantic love, although one of my speakers from the Canary Islands focuses on helping women raise their energy frequency to attract in their perfect mate. Mm, hey, single ladies, all the <laughs> yeah. single ladies, all the single ladies, you heard her. Please find out how you can join us. But obviously, anything we do, it, our, our foundation of self-love is mm-hmm. the most important thing, whether it be, you know, romantic love we're looking for or success in business. So there'll be speakers addressing that side of things. So uh, we have in our happy hour, a sommelier who'll be treat, you know, wine and love pair well together. And I've noticed wine and women pair well together too. So we'll be yes. learning <laughs> the finer yes. points of wine. Yes, <laughs> but it's yes. always different. And it's always like there's music, dancing, shopping spotlights. And of course, you know, Helen, having been there, it's really different. <clears throat> it's mm-hmm. it's fun. It's like a magical mixture of it all. Like uh, people always use that word magical. And it's magical. So- uh, you're right. Like the last, just so to take you through about what we had. Last session, we talked, we had a whole two hour, I think three, including the happy hour. We learned about selling. Mm-hmm. And we had a guest speaker from U.S. What was her name? The one who talked about easy selling. Connie Whitman. Yeah, I'm oh. Connie Whitman. Very mm-hmm. beautiful lady. She talked to us about the five steps to follow, emotional mm-hmm. selling, what to consider. We also had someone from Australia, too, mm-hmm. who also talked even about the energy of selling. And we learned about also stones, rocks, and gemstones I knew nothing about. And I learned there's something called wealth bowls. I didn't know there's such a thing. I'm now busy Googling for those things and the rocks and the gemstones and what they symbolize. And, you know, funny enough, let me tell you a story today, Zandra, just to tell you how powerful and energetic we are. After we had that session, today I was cleaning. Uh, I do cleaning. And so I was cleaning windows for a client who she's a, she's a nurse somewhere in Sturgeon County. And in her uppermost room, the penthouse, there are two bedrooms. One of the bedrooms had the tree of sapphire. Oh, And before then, I would see that thing and I'm like, why is she keeping kids at work, you know? Mm -hmm. But she had this tree of sapphire and she had the tiger eye. And now I could visualize those things. And I'm like, I know what this is for. And I know what this is for. And right by her kitchen window, she had polished rings. She had a moonstone. She had an agate. I think she had a blue, a dark blue one, which Mm -hmm. I couldn't find out what it was. And I was like, it is funny when you're learning about something, the right things come around you so that you can sort of reinforce what you're learning. So when Mm -hmm. I went to that house, I wasn't going to look for stones and to find out where they are placed and what they are for. But after going through the lesson last week, it was, I was like, this is 
just the application right in front of me. And that's how Successory does. It opens your eyes to things you've always seen and you never thought of them to be opportunities. <laughs> and that's how you become one of us. So when do we have these Successories? Uh, usually every two weeks. So the 16th, then the 30th. The mm -hmm. 30th, uh, the theme for that one is going to be living younger. Mm -hmm. And the idea being that, you know, growing old is unavoidable, but mm -hmm. feeling old is your decision. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, so again, all our speakers will take different tax and different nuances and work. Um, I always try to choose things that are life related, but business oriented as well. Mm -hmm. Because no matter whether we're talking, I mean, before there was one, the liberation of letting go. And yeah. we let go of anger, frustration. Um, we let go of fear. And everybody had a different topic. Obviously, these things are blocking us from moving forward mm -hmm. in our lives, in our business. So mm -hmm. I always try to, you know, in the end, it's to, you know, obviously uh, elevate women and uh, help them in getting, you know, their success. It's called success worries for a reason. Yes. Yes. So, I think of the same thing with the aging. I mean, oh, that's something that can really uh, get in the way of people not trying new things, not, uh, oh, I'm old now. I, I mean, I was just talking to a, a friend I know from Ontario who's mm -hmm. like, well, that, that ship is sailed. And I'm like, how is it sailed? You're, you're just 60. Like, why, why couldn't you do something, you know, more? Well, no, I'm too old now. And oh. so conventional thought, well, I don't like conventional thought. <laughs> <laughs> I like unlimited thought, you know, like, I mean, yes, we are limitless as human beings. We are limitless and we were created that way. We are the ones who have put limits on ourselves. Mm -hmm. I know. And, and just through fear, you yeah. know, cause it all boils down to the fear. You know, what if we did something? What if we failed at it? What if we were, what if we succeeded? <laughs> Nobody thinks about the other side. What if you tried and succeeded? Well, some people are afraid of that because oh. it, it comes with more responsibility. Like what if I am a success? That'll change my life. Will my family still like me? Who knows? Like, I mean, there's all kinds of bizarre fears, like our, all our what ifs, you mm -hmm. know, that, <clears throat> excuse me, get in the way of things. I mean, mm -hmm. they're all out there because, you know, that the ego is protecting us in, in essence. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's fine and good, but um, we don't want to let the ego have the last say oh, when, yeah. you know, we know that we can do more, we can yeah. think bigger, play that bigger game. You know, that's really, I think my goal is always to get the things out of the way that are in my way of playing a bigger game. Oh, I love that. Getting things that in your way, out of your way, so you can play in the bigger game. We all want that. Who doesn't? Mm -hmm. That's why Zandra doesn't want to play alone. She's looking for team members. She's <laughs> looking for people who wants to play big. And if you're one of them, please do not fail to get in touch with her. Mm -hmm. Other than that, don't fail to come to the successory. Mm -hmm. I have attended about four, since actually May, I've been attending them. And they are amazing. You learn a lot. Every time I attend them, there are several times I've missed because of work. 
But when I attend them, I leave that place a transformed person. Oh, that's so learn, learn, and thanks, Sandra, for what you're doing. I really thank you for that. Oh, if you, all right. If you want to grow, if you really want to grow, this is the lady to go with. And if you want to network, this is the lady to go for. <laughs> now you've heard that we have successories on midweek, mid month, and end month. If someone is in Australia or France or London, how would they attend this function? Well, it's all on Zoom, so it's, mm-hmm. it's perfectly possible. Unfortunately, depending on the timing, um, it's you know three to six mountain time. But mm-hmm. our brilliant Australians, they get up early and, and uh, they attend. And in Europe, I think it's a little late at night for them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a will, there's a way. I, I attend a networking event that starts at 7 a.m. And I am not a morning person. <laughs> We had someone from England last time, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. We had um, a lady from England, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so time is not a limitation mm. for what you want to do. I'll give you an example. Last year during COVID, I learned how to do forex trading. And forex trading hours are ungodly. Mm. They usually open at 3 p.m. Our They open around 4 p.m. our mountain time. Mm-hmm. And they, it goes all the way to 3 p.m. the next day. But the best time to trade is when the British market, the Europe markets open and when the New York markets open. So some of us here in Canada could wake up at 3 a.m. to catch the stock opening in Frankfurt and England. Yeah. And people still make money. So if you're really driven to succeed, I think you need to have a little bit less relaxed sleep and all that. You can always make up later. And it's only twice a month. You can do it. Take that as an investment in your own personal growth. And I can guarantee you, you will never be the same. Sandra, Tell us something beautiful about the Zandra Bell company and what you do. Apart from this, what is your passion as a company? Um, I, I, again, I go back to that idea of, you know, raising people up and, and giving them possibilities and, you know, eliminating the, the uh, fear of limited thinking and mm-hmm. making them see that, um, you know, it, it, it is possible. Like you just to be, you know, I believe very strongly that the, what separates us is, is us. And again, as women, we're socialized to downplay us. But I, I think the opposite, you know, like it's, it's not about um, arrogance or, or bragging the way we've been trained. It's about fully standing in who we are in our own power. Mm. And uh, I often say that we're like icebergs women in that we show this tiny little tip of who we are. But there's this huge amount that imagine if we could just get all that going for us, you know, mm-hmm. We'd just be extraordinary 
binary beings of uh, dynamic light and power. And we are, we are. Yes, and we are. We've been like squished into this little box. But um, I think there's a saying about our, you know, tired of trying to cram her dynamic, sparkly self into this square beige hole, you know, like that we, we just have to get out and be us because that is the ultimate in marketing. Talk about like compelling people walk your way because they want to be like that. They want a piece of that. And so it doesn't matter what you're selling in the sense of this product or service. They've fallen in love with you mm. in the, in that lovely way. That's not twisted or bizarre that women fall in love. Like that idea of, Oh my God, I just love Helen. Don't you love Helen? <laughs> Women are like that. And uh, so if you're selling to women that, you know, being yourself is, is just, I mean, if you're selling to anybody, being yourself is really, really important. <laughs> it is the thing. It is the, it's the main selling point. Mm-hmm. And that now brings us to the end of learning about Zandra, the businesswoman, the humorist, the power words person. There are three questions that have nothing to do with what you're doing now that I'll ask you so that people can get to know who Zandra is better. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> Number one, I know you're a very eclectic person when it comes to music, but what's your, who's your, what's your favorite band and what kind of music do you love the most? Mm. Well, I have many favorite bands, but I lean more to the R&B and ah. funk side of things like dance music the what i would consider uh not rap but more old school oh. they call it now because it was you know 70s 80s but uh you know i grew up in um well they call it a suburb of detroit but it's a city called windsor ontario so it's definitely in canada but so close to detroit we we're very influenced by motown so i love all the motown all that r&b and that's one thing i do at success Warriors is try to um educate <laughs> call it my music education <laughs> energy interlude where we get to groove to a song from my youth just because they have no idea of of what I grew up with. And, you know, I, I think everybody should be exposed to that type of music. I mean, I'm not saying it's better than any other, uh, in my opinion. Yes. It's tasteful. But, you know. It's very tasteful. I love that too. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what's a Canadian doing with Motown. I was like, mm, <laughs> now I know why. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Getting the uh, the the Supremes that you know, uh-huh. being I don't know, maybe like ten or eleven, and and oh my God, you gotta get the forty-five. The new Supreme song <laughs> is coming out. <laughs> uh, yes, I know you love that, and I also love that music too. Why? Because I, I'm a groovy person. I like to swing <laughs> to the beat, and I think you notice even in the soirees, I can sit down. Sometimes I just stand up and swing. I know that's good. <laughs> It's good energy. That music has good energy. And you can see that's why Zandra has that energy. She has, it's sort of reflecting all her life, humor, business, teaching, even mm-hmm. in the successories. She throws in, by the way, when you come to successory, be prepared for her witty jokes. She throws them here and there. And you'll be you'll find other people laughing and others getting lost, but they're witty and they're funny jokes, very funny. 
Then the next question I have for you is this. What's your favorite food? Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, um, I am a big fan. Now, this is not necessarily a food, but I love water. I drink so much water. Oh. I have bottles and bottles of water. You know, I just love water. Ooh. So, um, as far as a food goes, see, I, I, I'm the type of person that would reach for water even when I'm hungry, just because I like water. I, I so think that, um, uh, I really do appreciate cheese. Ah. It forms and, you know, like uh, I, I enjoy cheese on a salad or, you know, like, uh, I, yeah, I think cheese, cheese is a comfort food. For you, yeah. cheese and wine, perhaps? Um, I don't necessarily put cheese and wine together myself, but yeah, if I was at a cocktail party or whatever, for sure. That's a Canadian thing. I never knew cheese and wine go together until I came to Canada. I was like, "Hmm." (laughs) well, I majored in French in university and my downfall with cheese was being asked to, I was, they said, would you host the faculty? I don't know what it was, but uh, It was bringing all the professors and and all I was just supposed to be like a greeter. And uh, they stationed me at a table where there was uh, wine and and French baguettes and French cheese. Well, that was it. You know, like, I'm not sure if anyone got to have any of those. I'll just have a little piece. Holy, is this ever good? I mean, you know, it's it's French cheese and on bread. It was just honestly, you could go from now till the end of your life with French cheese and bread and never need mm. anything else. And uh, I, I remember sneaking. I'll just have another little piece here. I better make sure there's still some left. But uh, that's my. You know, it was a good cheese like that is very hard to pass up. I, I didn't like cheese before that because my parents idea of cheese was one of those, um you know, slices that came in plastic. And you know how it's difficult to discern which is the cheese and which is the plastic. Oh, <laughs> I didn't have a taste for it until I hit the French department there and, and mm. understood what real cheese was. <laughs> I agree with you. If you come across good cheese, you're sold. Mm-hmm. You're done for. It's true. Because what the one that usually in the slices in bag, I think it's overly processed for preservation mm-hmm. because it's thin and it's supposed to stay fresh. So they do whatever they do to keep it fresh. Yeah. And if you get the good, matured, old cheese, the old style or old school one, ah, that would be nice. Yeah. And I know the French don't cut corners. They don't overprocess. They don't add additives. So it's the milk in, it, in, it, in its purest form and put it in. Uh, apart from Canada, do you have any city that's in your dreams that you'd like to visit one day? Well, that's easy, Paris. Oh, Romantico. <laughs> I've been there several, like, is it um, two or three times now? Um I can't remember offhand, but uh, because the first time I went to Paris, but I toured Normandy too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was three times. And uh, so I really, uh, you know, the the time I spent the last time I went, um, you know, I spent predominantly in the city and really got to, um, you know, I, I met a, a person there that, you know, showed me all kinds of, um, you know, it was just like living there, you know, as opposed yeah. to 
tourist side. I mean, I saw all the tourist side as well, but I mean, I could easily go to Paris and just get along, you know, just, I mean, you know, obviously I would need a little money. (laughs) There was a shopping street. Oh yeah. Do you go to Champs? You don't go shopping to Champs-Élysées because that one you'll you'll max out those credit cards quite fast yeah yeah it was really good (laughs) oh nice and Mm -hmm. apart from the shopping i know fashion takes you to paris too Mm -hmm. do you visit the museums do you visit the the Mm -hmm. churches yeah we we did uh have a look around um you know it, it it's always a um a balancing act in that, you know, you want to do everything, but I'd rather do a couple of things well, and then, you know, just everything in a tour kind of thing. Mm, Yeah, right. You have to pick and choose. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy the slice of life, you know, just sitting there at the cafe and watching everything, you know, like absorbing it. I guess maybe that's the comedian in me, like the the people watcher who takes it all in. But I would prefer that. I mean, you know, to uh, um, a, an afternoon at the museum. Not that mm-hmm. I, I mean, I did go to the museums, but I found that that was really interesting. Just watching the people and, uh, you know, being part of their life in a way, you know, like, yeah, that that's that's also tourism. You're learning people and their culture by observation. Yeah. I was surprised you didn't say sitting on a cafe, taking coffee and a piece of croissant. Um, well, I'm not a coffee fan at all. And oh, croissant. You know, yeah, in French, uh, in France, the the bait that was one thing. I'm not a big sweets person. I ah. don't pies, cakes, croissants, anything mm-hmm. like that. But um, when I went to Paris, I, I said to my friend, I'm just going to go look at the patisserie because I just want to see. They say it's really pretty. And mm-hmm. so I, I took a picture of the counter, uh, you know, how it's all arranged and everything. And then she said, well, bring me back, um, you know, a, named a couple of things. So I did get some for me, too. And then it, it was like the bread, you know, you're like, holy, it's a good thing I don't live here. I would definitely become someone who likes sweet things because mm-hmm. it's just so superb, superb, it's superb, magnifique. <laughs> just so you know, much better than anything you've ever tasted. So those calories don't count, you know? (laughs) No, they don't count when something is that good, you know? It's a treat. It's a treat. (laughs) All right. That brings us to the end of the show today. And we've learned a lot from Zandra. Power words, marketing yourself, branding yourself, believing in yourself and standing up for yourself. And especially women. being able to go all out and show the world what you're about, what you're selling, what your business is. Instead of being that tip of the iceberg, you become the whole iceberg and the people how big and magnificent you are. Zandra helps us get that in perspective using the right words. Mm -hmm. Now, I will leave in the notes how to get in touch with her and even how to see some of her works and what she's about. Please get, make it a point to go through the website and her notes, get in touch with her so that you can be a better person tomorrow. Zandra, we all thank you for being with us today and taking the time to teach us a thing or two about marketing and 
language. Uh-huh. Well, you're very welcome, Helen. I of all the podcasts, I just thought yours was going to be special, and it was. <laughs> Thank you. And that is all we had for today. I'm glad that you learned something, you grew, you enjoyed, and I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, share so that your friends can also learn a thing or two from the platform. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Helen Juma, or at Guru Helen on Instagram, Facebook. This podcast was sponsored by Popstar. Get yourself a copy on www.guruhelen.com. And until next week, where we shall invite another guest, learn, grow, and love some more. This is Helen signing out. Peace and love to y'all.